Wretched Radio begins in 3, 2, 1. To convince a child to keep walking, try switching roles with them. Let the child play the role of the parent. They'll immediately do what you want them to do. You are raising in your home people that the Bible is very clear about their status. They need to be converted. Not just a conformity of their behavior. They need a transforming encounter with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the ultimate priority. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. And away we go. It's the Wretched Radio Mail Call Delivery Bag Q&A Infotainment Nationwide Extravaganza featuring your voicemails, correspondences, communiques, dispatches, memorandums, and missives. Any special message for all the kids watching at home? What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. You have 1,200 messages. That is a bit above average. Now here's your host, Todd Freakishly Tall Freak. Ooh, Shane for sending pretty much anything that's wretched to idea at wretched.org. Very grateful that you remember us when you're reading something that's horrible or really good. Whatever end of the spectrum that you think it's wretched worthy, please send it to idea at wretched.org. All right, we start with Michelle. Who says, hi, Todd, what are your thoughts on a church where hardly anyone brings a physical Bible? And the pastor says, because youth are more used to their phones, an actual Bible would be a distraction for them. Well, I, I, that's actually two different questions, in my opinion. Let's tackle the church. I think it's ideal that people bring their Bible. I don't, I don't think it has to be a command, but I do think there are, and we've discussed this before, many reasons why it is worth your effort to schlep that thing to church. And that can be cultivated. I don't think it should be commanded, but I think it can be encouraged and cultivated so that people get used to bringing their Bibles, looking at the Word. It's, it's, there's something about it, looking at the Word while the Word is being taught. Now, having said that, there are also times when it's good to not look at your Bible. There are just some points of some sermons where you should just sit and listen to it. Is it possible, I'm just speculating here, maybe if your affections have been cooling a bit, is it possible, just asking, that it is because you are studying the Word so intently during a sermon, you're not feeling the Word during a sermon? Sometimes we should just listen, but let's go down the hall to the youth group. Is it bad for kids to use their cell phones? It's not my preference, but I don't think you can make a law. I mean, but... If we said, well, kids, they shouldn't be reading it on their cell phones. They need to be reading it in a book. Well, hold the phone, Henrietta. Before there were books, there were scrolls. So scroll people should have said, hey, with that printing press and that Bible. We're used to it in this format. But if it appears electronically, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. I don't think it's ideal. It's too hard to move around the thing, turn the page, hold your finger here, come back to this. And I think you kind of get sucked into electro mode. But would I say that the kids are terrible for using their cell phones? Well, it's better than not looking at the Bible at all. Idea at wretched.org. All right. From Mark, who says, uh, Todd, our church has drastically changed over the years. For example, a leader in the church wants to rewrite the Lord's Prayer to make it all-inclusive. My wife sings in the choir, has been a member— Wait, 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 wait. Yes? I'm asking you, how do you make the Lord's Prayer more all-inclusive? I'm not real sure. Our Father, or is it the gender part? Huh. Our Father slash Mother? 
I, I, I thought that it was our Father on your heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass. What What is gender specific about that? I guess the first the word. The disciples asked, teach us to pray, Lord. And this is the model that he gave. Now, please note, that doesn't mean that that's the only prayer. And it doesn't mean that we have to follow a strict, rigid formula. He's teaching us about prayer, that, that we recognize that we are actually talking to our Father. We recognize he's in heaven. We're not. And this is about his kingdom coming, his glory. So should those elements be in your prayers? Yeah, I think we should shoot for those. Does it, does it need to be a strict formula like the Lord's prayer lays out? I, I, I don't think so. All right, keep going. Sorry. Okay, so uh, the church leader wants to rewrite the Lord's Prayer to make it all inclusive. Uh, he says, my wife sings in the choir. He's been a member of the church for 25 years. I don't agree with uh, the rewriting of the Lord's Prayer. Uh, should we go to separate churches? No. I See, I thought the question was going to be, should we leave the church? And that may or may not be your an option that you want to exercise, but I do not think it's healthy for husband and wife to be going to separate churches. When we do communion, shouldn't we be doing that sitting next to our spouse with our children? Oh, it's a logistics nightmare, and it, 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 it does, it's not going to bring you closer together. And a, and a husband and wife who are not on the same page regarding church, hoo-hoo, I do believe that probably has some outworkings that aren't all that fun. Arguing about it, you just see things so differently. What I would encourage, sir, is that this is when the man is called to something that the world blanches at, spiritual leadership. This is it right now. Now, now if you'd like to know what it means to be a man, if you have a wife who perhaps is not very mature. Now, I'm, I don't know about this fellow, but we're just talking in generalities. You've got a wife who's not very mature. It's time to lead. Wisely. Not harshly. Not authoritarianly fit-like. But instead, lovingly. Grow. Teach. Spend time in the Word together. Then you'll increasingly be on the same page and you can go to the same church. Idea at wretched.org. All right. This one is from Joseph. Hello, good sir. I am in a field that requires continuing education requirements in order to renew my license every two years. At times, some of those opportunities happen to be during the weekend. Should I feel guilty or made to feel guilty if I choose that and not go to church? No. And no. I do believe that was a two-parter. If if you have to miss church for a reason, that is valid. I think that it, you're you're okay if that is a short season. For instance, consider something that's 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 very real. Go back in time a couple hundred years. People living out on the farm, they live in North Dakota. It snows like nobody's business. <laughs> they can't get to church because of the snow. Are they sinning? You would say, well, no, of course not. All right, there are some circumstances. A child gets sick. Your spouse is injured. There's something happening at home that's genuinely and validly so crucial uh, that, that you've got to deal with it. And if that also includes your job training on occasion, I don't think you're sinning, but I do think you should talk to your pastor about it, make him aware of it. 
because people should be wondering, where are you? Well, how come he, how come he's not here? So communicate it and be willing to hear them say, actually, you've been doing this, in my opinion, to the degree that you're forsaking the assembling of saints. I think it's time to look for another gig. You want that accountability. It's not a sin to miss church, but it's a mistake to not involve your church in your missing. I don't know if that made sense. Idea at wretched.org. All right. This one is from John. Would you like to hear the worst thing that I've written lately? The worst? I mean, that was bad. I have definitely done worse. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we just, we just, <laughs> it was about how to read the book of Genesis. And some people would say that Noah, it really wasn't a global flood. It's a story of, or it was a local flood. So in other words, you read it metaphorically, you read it poetically, but you don't read it literally because that's inside of Genesis 1 to 11. And we kind of went through the problems with that. And I said, and that's why that argument about Noah's Ark doesn't hold water. Oh, boom. Thank you. Thank you very much. Idea at wretched.org. All right. This one is from John. Todd, what's the difference between a Baptist, a Southern Baptist, a Reformed Baptist, oh, and a Presbyterian? <laughs> Almost like the, it sounds like the start of a joke. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's kind of a biggie. So I'm going to just radically simplify this. Uh, the word Baptist in general, I'm not speaking or thinking of a particular denomination, just like any denomination or movement, even something as loose as evangelical, you're going to have yourself a spectrum. Nevertheless, Baptists typically would be people who are credo-Baptists. They believe that you should have a faith first, then you get yourself dunked. That's what it means, basically, to be a Baptist. Now you've got, I think it's... Uh, General Baptist Conference, I'm sure there's some good people there, but it's more liberal. you got Southern Baptists, they're fighting for their lives right now. You've got Reform Baptists, who would be more on the Reform side, obviously, but also believe in believers' baptism. Now, scoot to the other end of the Reform spectrum. you got Presbyterian brothers and sisters who believe in infant baptism, not for the salvation of their children, but to bring them into a protective covenant baptism, replacing the Old Testament ceremonial rite of circumcision. They're Presbyterian. They tend to have a higher church structure, order, and liturgy. But that 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 doesn't mean that Reformed Baptists or Conservative Baptists don't have those elements. Presbyterians just have a—they shine— in those areas, even if you disagree with it, you got to go, you know what? I'm not I'm not into that much church hierarchy, but they take this thing seriously here. They want some accountability. So that's basically the distinctions between them. So I, I guess what I'm saying is the big the big distinction, at least with the list that was just presented, was the issue of baptism. So permit me as somebody who is a credo baptizer. Have you been baptized now? that you have faith? This is Wretched Radio.
Like the Pointer Sisters, I am so excited and I just can't hide it. The Masters Academy International is embarking on a bold new program to distribute Bibles internationally. There are oh so many wretched people who love to give to ministries who are giving out Bibles and the Masters Academy International is going to start doing just that in the Philippines, but they don't want to give out just any Bible to just anybody. They're going to give away John MacArthur Study Bibles to Christians who cannot afford them in a local Bible teaching church. Can you imagine the impact? How much do you love your MacArthur Study Bible? For $25, you could put a Bible into the hands of a believer in the Philippines. I'll do the math. It's not tricky. Four Bibles, $100. Maybe you could commit to giving a Bible a month to a believer in the Philippines. Please visit wretched.org slash Bible, wretched.org slash Bible to join the Master's Academy International. Okay, so I've got a question for you. When was the last time you stuck something in the mail that actually made it to its destination on time? Has it been a while? We feel your pain because at the Wretched Store, we've also been having trouble promising delivery dates for your purchases, and we don't like that at all. Which is why our annual digital sale couldn't have come at a better time. Now through Sunday, you'll find the digital download and stream of select resources in the Wretched Store marked 50% off. And that's a win-win-win. How so? Simple. Number one, half off regular price. That's a win for you. Number two, immediate delivery and no waiting. Another win for you. And number three, you're happy because you've saved money and didn't have to wait. That's a win for us. See, a win-win-win for everyone all the way around. So don't miss this opportunity that only comes around once a year. Our annual digital sale going on now through Sunday only at the Wretched Store at Wretched.org. Two That's right, 200 Tomorrow Clubs are now up and running again in Ukraine. That means kids are hearing the gospel, they're getting saved, their parents are getting saved, the church is getting strengthened. Not only are the Tomorrow Clubs busy preaching the gospel, they're also very busy helping people. This is our buddy Max in Ukraine. We have created the Ukraine Support Fund. Thanks to our partners, Tomorrow Clubs began immediate assistance to the network of the local church it became a safe place for thousands of refugees fleeing their devastated homes. Providing food, providing clothing, potable water, a safe place, communication. Would you please consider becoming a ministry partner of the amazing ministry called Tomorrow Clubs? You can learn how you could participate in the spreading of the gospel in Eastern Europe at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Know your church fathers. Irenaeus was an apologist and disciple of Polycarp, who was a disciple of the Apostle John. He served as the Bishop of Lyon and wrote against heresies, a refutation of Gnosticism and Docetism, in which he demonstrated the coherence and necessity of the Incarnation. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Questions, comments, conundrums, snarks, please send to idea at wretched.org. This is Wretched Radio. Jimmy, Yes. I hate to interrupt because you're the man who's steering the ship, but I've got an email that I just have to share because it's that important. Okay. Dear Todd, thank you so much for informing us about MediShare, Affordable Biblical Health Sharing. 
We were scrambling, trying to figure out how to make sure that our family can stay healthy. And the traditional insurance stuff was just driving us bonkers. But then we learned about MediShare on Wretched Radio. We called them up. It took two minutes. We got a quote and we're saving on average $500 a month. And we're so grateful that they have Teladocs. And we've learned by experience, they are better because of their customer satisfaction rates. Affordable biblical health sharing was a great recommendation to send people to metashare.com slash wretched. metashare.com slash wretched. Or call 1-844-34-BIBLE. Get a quote. They'll pray for you. Sincerely, now the name is smudged out here. I'm sorry. Why don't why don't you just take over again? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one comes from. It could have been an email like that. Yeah, there could have been. I mean, some people have said thank you. Yeah. I maybe embellished it a bit, but does truth really matter these days? It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Idea at org. All right. From Mike, who says, uh, Todd, should Christians say I'm proud of you or be proud of someone? That's a tricky one. Because the word pride is something that can be bad, it really, and it can be good. It's a feeling, it's a sense, it's an attitude. And as is true, in my opinion, with every emotion, there can be a sinful and a non-sinful expression of it. So do I think that, incidentally, if you want to just try something that's really tricky, try to define any emotion without using any other emotional words. What does it feel like to be in love? Uh, well, you know, it feels like, um, you know, when you're happy, sorry, that's another emotion. Okay, so like when you just you feel content, that's another emotion right there. It's really hard. So how would I define pride? Well, in a sinful way, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me just tell you about my kids. Jimmy, I don't know if I mentioned my daughter's getting her master's degree in statistical analysis which is true but to say it that way is is a puffed up attitude it's it's one that says i'm better or my situation is better that's a sinful pride but i don't think it's sin to go my daughter it's amazing i'm so proud of her because She's applying herself. She's taken the mathematical skills that were embedded into her DNA from her father. And she's actually and she's killing it. She's just killing it. 4.0 is where she's at. 4.0 in statistical analysis. Way to go, daughter. Nothing wrong with that. Idea at wretched.org. I think that's probably from her mother. But anyway. the answer to that question. What's that? What are you referring to was downloaded from her mother? <laughs> the mathematical skills? Yes, her aptitude in that. I've got three reasons oh. that I think you're wrong. Okay. Number one, I'm good at math. Number two, Haley's a lot like me. Three reasons right there. <laughs> Idea at wretched.org. There's, you know, there's, there's three kinds of people, don't you, Jimmy? What's that? The people who are good at math and people who aren't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, this one comes from Jacob. Let's just move on. Hello, Mr. Friel. My name, late for that. Yeah, my name's Jacob. My church is cu- currently struggling with whether or not we can use preferred pronouns and, oh. and preferred names without sinning. Hmm. Currently, 75% of our 20-something elders believe we can 
use preferred pronouns and preferred names, as it would maintain a relationship with someone who needs to hear the gospel. They equate this to meat being sacrificed to idols. Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> my my increasing conviction is we 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 can't play these gender games. We 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 can't encourage delusion. I I I understand a Christian tender-hearted doesn't want to offend somebody. They don't want to agitate somebody. They they perhaps they perhaps now this can be valid incidentally. They're, they're kind of thinking long term. OK, I just met this person. I, I would like to endear myself to this person because I have every intention of helping him understand he's a her. Him understand she's a her. Oh, this pronoun. Th- By the way, I saw some new pronouns that were being introduced because you got Zim and Zip and Zer and Zed and all of those. Yes. It's 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 just getting crazy. And it's like, who decides we've got a new set of pronouns it's like. Click and Flucknane, something like that. (laughs) What are you, what is this, some romper room when it comes to language? I can understand that you want to make sure that the person doesn't get put off before you can help them to think better. But I think as a rule, we've got to be willing to say, I am so sorry that I cannot accommodate your desire for me to use a pronoun that I think is wrong. Awkward? Yeah. Loving? Absolutely. This is Proverbs 27. Better are the wounds of a friend than the kisses of an enemy. Concealed love ain't a gift. It isn't a kindness. Speaking truth in love is the nicest and best thing we can do for somebody who's so confused. What would I do if my church decided to do the pronoun dance? Well, I suspect there might be other things going on, and it's an indicator of bad things to come because I think, I think if that's the policy, it's it's a compromised position and there might be other things. Would I leave over just that? Uh, depends on what my options were. Depends on if I could maybe go to a better place, but if that's the best that there is in town, I think that I would learn to endure it as the pastor preaches Plucknane's sermon. Idea (laughs) at Wretched. I think I got that right. The pastor identifies as Tluckning. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ideawretched.org. All right. This one's from Kyle. Todd, what are your thoughts on the holistic living fad among Christians? Anti-vax, raw milk, home births. Mm. Is it fear-based living or smart? Okay. So holistic, not an all-informed, multifaceted life. It's like healthy-istic. Right. So what was it? The raw raw milk? Raw milk, home births, anti-vax. That's up to you up to you. That's the way that you choose to lead your family and treat your body. Up to you. It it isn't the way that my family does it, but that don't mean nothing. You have liberty with those things. Just, Just make sure that as you go about the business of researching some of these things, do all of the research that you can. In other words, read the stuff that you're not inclined to agree with. It's always a healthy exercise to do that so that you don't find yourself falling into a convictional lifestyle that demands you make decisions that probably aren't the wisest in our 21st century culture. 
liberty. There is liberty when it comes to diet and whether or not you choose to vaccinate. That's that is that is up to you. Idea at wretched dot org. All right. This one's from Ethan. Hello, Mr. Friel. Uh, I also love my John MacArthur study Bible, as I know you do, too. But I was wondering your thoughts on some of the other ones like the life application study Bible. <laughs> you know, I am groaning. Why? Because it's going to be super hard not to talk about our Master's Academy International program sending John MacArthur study Bibles to the Philippines. You can learn more at wretched.org slash Bible. Imagine receiving not just a Bible for the first time, but a MacArthur study Bible. You know how much you love yours. Imagine how much our brothers and sisters in the Philippines who can't afford a Bible, let alone a study Bible, will feel when you provide them with the Word of God with study notes, you're going to be bringing them so much joy, and it's going to strengthen the church, families, classrooms. It'll help the Philippines. Not exaggerating. Learn more, wretched.org slash Bible. What about, what was the one called the life application? Yeah, study Bible. Yeah, I, I've got one of those. I mean, I got a lot of Bibles, but I've got one of those, and I've read through them. Um, would, I, would I condemn it? Like, oh, you got to burn it. No. But I would recognize that it's it's application as opposed to explanation, which is more of what the MacArthur Study Bible has. There is some application, but there's more explanation. These life application study Bibles, they have a tendency to just be application, and they tend to be very Jewish. This is this is how God feels about you and why you are so loved, and you and it, it has a it's trying to encourage, and I appreciate that because. We all need that, don't we? But it tends to be very imbalanced in that regard. So I just think there's better. I I, I don't think it's... Now, if you had like the Message Bible with life application notes, that I would, I would light a match immediately and get on that burning project. But if you've got one, you can use it if you want to look and compare, just like you do any sort of comparative study. But... A MacArthur Study Bible is way better. Wretched.org slash Bible. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hanks. Well, one television and film award ceremony has decided that it must enter the wacky world of gender confusion. It's the Indie Film Spirit Awards, which has announced that it will follow with other award shows and start honoring acting without reference to gender, meaning that they will no longer give awards in the Best Actor or Best Actress categories. Instead, they're renaming those categories to Best Lead Performance or Best Supporting Performance to be all in I'm not real sure, but it sounds like they're just combining both men and women into one category and cutting them in half. I don't know how that makes anybody happy, but who does in today's society? Well, fact is the latest four-letter word in our culture. Because facts are mean, facts are bullies, facts are unnecessary, according to some, like this fact-hating Scottish teacher. That's my opinion, and that is an opinion which is acceptable in the school figures which you're saying that there's no such thing as anyone other than male or female. Scientifically, they're just two genders. You are choosing to make an issue of this. Yeah, this guy booted the student out of his classroom for speaking a fact. I wonder, do any of you recognize the world that we're living in anymore? Because I certainly do not. 
Another example of this unrecognizable world can be found with this teacher. You go to Google and literally Google how do white women uphold systems of white supremacy in education, you will get link after link after link after link that answer the question. As white teachers, when we say, oh, this student's giving me issues and they're put out of class, that fuels that school to prison pipeline, which is a white supremacist system that we are upholding. I'm so glad Google could clear all that up for us. White teachers who discipline students are just upholding their white supremacy. I really am struggling to make sense of any of this stuff. Judicial Watch, which is a conservative activist group, announced earlier this week that a lawsuit's been filed on behalf of Minnesota taxpayer over a teachers union agreement that stipulated that white teachers were to be laid off or reassigned before educators of color. But how else do you expect them to root all of the microaggressions out of the workplace if they don't get rid of all of the white teachers? Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of good sense either. I don't think any of this newscast has actually made any good sense today. But let's finish on a good note. Some surprising good news out of Pakistan. A two-member bench of the Supreme Court in Pakistan granted bail this week to a Christian in a blasphemy case, with one of the justices even expressing concern over a blatant misuse of the law. That's not something commonly seen in Pakistan, where the blasphemy law often needs zero evidence to be carried out. The fact that this ruling happened is good news. But as we frequently tell you, please continue to pray for all of our persecuted brothers and sisters abroad. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Important Dates in Christian History 1545. The Council of Trent opens. Called by the Roman Catholic Church in response to the Reformation, it addressed abuses in the Catholic Church and further entrenched dogmas concerning the authority of the Pope, the need for works in salvation, and the saving nature of the Mass. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Well, thank you for calling. Hold the phone, Henrietta. This, literally, this is a Wretched Radio. Jimmy, I think I can do a better radio job with that. Okay. I'm going to nail my post. You can grade me. Feel free. Here we go. Three, two. Thank you for calling. The best produced radio program on this station at this time. It was a little early. It wasn't early. (laughs) A little bit. I would know it. All right, here we go. You're up. Ready? Are you ready? Uh, no. I'm not going to blindside you. You ready? Yeah. Disc jockey. Yeah, let's go. Here we go. Here we go. You were uh, late. Yeah, I was late. Yeah, you were late. Yeah. So better early than late yeah. when it comes to hitting your post. Radio tips here <laughs> at Inclusio Radio, which is exactly what I just did. An Inclusio, a bookend. When, when a section of scripture says this and then it repeats that, whether it's lines, paragraphs, chapters later, that's an inclusio and everything in between it is about that subject. So I sort of did an inclusio because we started out <laughs> with MediShare. We ended up with the Masters Academy International. Everything in between wasn't about those subjects, but it was sort of an inclusio. Why? Because we're the finest produced Christian radio program on this station at this time. Please call 1-877-282-BEEP. 1-877-282. Jesus struggled to make ends meet. Yes. Is that what I just heard? Yes. All right. 
that's a commercial on television. I just saw it has like three pennies in the asterisk, JesusSeedsPeople.org or something like that. But Jesus didn't struggle to make ends meet. Maybe Judas did because he was so greedy, but not Jesus. Wow. I don't know that there were never any financial struggles. The Bible is just silent. There was a money bag. Judas was the bad accountant. The bag sometimes had more. Sometimes it had less. I think we see that when the woman, she broke a bottle of perfume to anoint Jesus. That was worth a lot. And Judas said, hey, hey, we could use that in the money bag. Well, we know he wanted to rip it off, but so presumably we can help poor people with it. So Jesus was incumbent upon the support of his followers. By the way, we see specifically women identified as those who supported him financially. Isn't that interesting from a sexist, misogynist book like the Bible? Were there ever any struggles? The answer is, I don't know, but... I do think I know what that ad is after. There seems to be an increasing trend these days that has rightly identified people are hurting. People are struggling. I mean, it's not just emotional stuff, depression, suicide. Now it's financial. This did I I was going to say inflation, Jimmy, but I heard our president say we don't have any. So why exactly am I spending a dollar more for my bottle of orange juice? Anybody got a solution answer to that question? Inflation is 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 beating all of us up. I mean, I suppose there's some people who are untouched by it, but aren't most of us feeling it? And so these ministries, they see that and they want to help people. And overall, not 100 percent because I haven't studied each one of these ministries, But I've noticed that they try to present Jesus as somebody who gets you. In fact, that's one of those websites, Jesus Gets You. What's wrong with that sentiment? Well, in a sense, nothing, because he does. We do have a sympathetic high priest. Jesus does know what it feels like to be hungry. Jesus does know what it feels like to be tired. Jesus does know what it feels like to be betrayed. Jesus does know what it feels like when people speak ill of you. He does get us, but my concern with so many of these efforts to try to help people is that we're we're presenting more of the gifts of Jesus and a less than robustly theological Jesus. He just, he get you know, he struggled and he felt really bad too. So if you feel really bad, Jesus gets you. Okay, that's true, but that's not helpful. I mean, it helps us to understand Jesus a little bit, but not a lot of it. We need to understand that God is sovereign. He's on his throne. He's reigning. He's written the script before eternity began. And everything is proceeding exactly as the way that he has planned it. He upholds the universe by the word of his power. There is not a rogue molecule in the universe. That's your Jesus. And he happens to stoop because he loves you. And he does understand you. That is what we need to be teaching people. But when we kind of minimize it, do ourselves a think that we're doing people a favor by making it a mere Jesus. Oh, he just, you know, he just really gets you. I just I just don't think that that's helpful. One eight seven seven two eight two. Hi, Todd. I was just wondering, uh, recently you spoke on uh, issues with like, Harry Potter and 
in like entertainment stuff. That's what I'm your opinion on like the Lord of the Rings as well. Hey, I hate that question. Why? Because you're going to think you're in Waffle House because my position, you could rightly say it's a little bit waffly. I don't know for sure that that can be an adverb, but I kind of I kind of mm, on this thing. Here's 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 how I feel about Lord of the Rings. I think it's fine. I think that's I think. But please note, I'm really not a student of Lord of the Rings. So let me just swap out Lord of the Rings with the Wizard of Oz. Uh, for some reason, it didn't trouble me to let my kids watch it. And out of the other side of my mouth, I do not dig Harry Potter. What's the difference? I think the difference for me, I think, and you can tag me on this, and then you can call one eight seven seven two eight two beep and you can correct my waffling, make me a pancake, that it's the, the, the glamorization of things that God hates, that it's cool to hang with Harry, that these activities that have no basis in God are glamorized and made attractive. And we know that that's happened. We've seen the rise of witchcraft, sorcery, and divination. And one sociological study, for whatever that's worth, concluded that because of, G, of, of Harry Potter and the sense of, I, 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 I need my own thing, it has enhanced the feeling that we can just cobble together our own religion. In other words, we can become very syncretistic. It's an old country buffet approach, in part, thanks to Harry Potter. So I don't like Harry. I'm okay with Wizard of Oz. Am I being inconsistent? Well, let me know at this toll-free number. Two to nothing, baby. Two to nothing. That's the number of the old toll-free questions, comments, conundrums, snarks. Hello, Mr. 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 Brother Friel. Uh, my name's Walt. I'm the one that left the message about uh, Adam and Eve in the garden and the one that had a jerk message on it. That was because uh, you had actually called yourself a jerk just a couple days before. Ah, yeah. So got I don't it. think of you as a jerk. Uh, I do have to disagree, though, with your... Okay. <laughs> okay, I remember this, Jimmy. The voicemail called me a jerk. Yeah. It's just because I gave him permission because I called myself a jerk. No argument for me. No hard feelings. But what's the disagreement, sir? Understanding. I think uh, the only way God could look upon Adam and Eve after they sinned in the garden is because he's looking through the mercy of Jesus Christ yes. that already existed and has existed from the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. That's this. This is this is important because it has implications for the doctrine of hell. And it has doc- implications for the doctrine of heaven. It's cl- God. The Bible tells us that God can't have that that he he can't gaze upon our sin. Now that's that's on the surface a bit of a conundrum. In that God is everywhere; His eyes are on everything, so He sees sin. So, what is the Bible getting at? God, while He does see it, He doesn't agree with it. He doesn't like it. He doesn't encourage it. God stands opposed to sin, and the relationship with a sinner cannot be perfectly intimate, but it will be in heaven. We will have perfect intimacy with God in heaven. And by the way, not only will will it be a perfect intimacy, it is going to be an ongoing, growing intimacy with God. You are never going to plumb the depths of God. You're never going to get to the bottom of Jesus. You're just going to keep being knocked out. Oh, wow. What? Ah. That's as high as I can go right there. 
the doctrine of heaven is 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 a is is one that helps us also understand that God can't look upon sin. He can't have fellowship with it. He, he doesn't partner in it. He's not a friend of it. Now God uses sin sinlessly, but God doesn't dig it at all. And that has some implications for the doctrine of hell because well, God's looking at sin and it doesn't seem to bother him. Oh, it bothers him and that is why he's prepared a place called hell, eternal conscious torment. Why? Because God hates sin that much. He detests it. It it, it is a stench in his nostrils. That's an anthropomorphism for God really thinks sin stinks in a noxious kind of way. So, sir, I'm glad you don't think I'm a jerk, but frankly, I'm okay if you do, because if the shoe fits, I'm going to wear it. And but I also agree with you when it comes to Adam and Eve. It was the relationship was broken. It wasn't what it once was. And any any sort of relationship that he had with them, it had to be on the merits of the seed that was going to crush the head of the serpent. This is Wretched Radio. Hey, isn't this Groovy. Dozens of crisis pregnancy centers have been vandalized or set on fire because of the Roe v. Wade decision. A preborn center in Buffalo was firebombed. A preborn clinic in Gresham, Oregon was hit with an incendiary device. A preborn clinic in Miami vandalized and they're receiving bomb threats. In other words, the battle for life is becoming a battle for life. And yet, the preborn centers continue to open. Support organizations like Preborn and like your local pregnancy clinic that are unwaveringly and without fear opening again today, offering free loving Christ-centered alternatives to these young women. Be part of the solution. Please join the literal battle for life preborn.org slash wretched preborn.org slash wretched hey thanks for listening to wretched radio today so what do you get when you mix a group of gen z college students and a group of biblical experts together with 2000 year old questions well of course you get road trip to truth john fabares has hit the road on a quest to find answers to life's biggest questions like environmentalism social darwinism the deadly impact of pornography and the dangers of agnosticism those are just a few of the topics covered in season two of road trip to truth which is available now at roadtriptotruth.org. Season one is also available along with study guides for each season and a homeschool curriculum. Road Trip to Truth helps your children better understand questions from the world from a biblical perspective and it will help you learn how to witness more effectively to this generation. So grab your copy of season one and two of Road Trip to Truth at roadtriptotruth.org. Wretched, amazing grace, amazing gospel. How's inflation been treating you if costs for health insurance are skyrocketing in your home? Would you please visit MediShare.com slash wretched. Affordable biblical health sharing. Christians paying for other Christians' medical bills, which means you don't have to worry where the money is going for bad stuff. Second of all, you can save on average $500 per month. And finally, MediShare, it's the gold standard for healthcare sharing for more than 25 years. 
it works. And the members, including myself and Mrs. Friel, love it, which is why their customer satisfaction rate is double traditional health insurance. If inflation has got you down, call up the people at MediShare, 844-34-BIBLE or MediShare.com slash wretched. Titles of Christ In the Bible, Jesus is given many titles that teach us about who He is and what He has done. Jesus is called the Apostle of our Confession. An Apostle is one who is sent. Jesus is the one sent from the Father and empowered by the Holy Spirit to deliver the Gospel in which all Christians confess their belief. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Don't you worry if you're not fully annoyed. We are here to help. This is Wretched Radio. Did I hit my post? Okay. Yeah. Felt a touch early. And now I'm talking over it. No, this radio thing isn't easy. one 1877. Well, that, that wasn't necessary for him to throw that in. And then he talked over me is what happened. one 282 beep Perhaps you see a good church sign. Hey, it can happen. Please call one 282 beep You see a stinker? We'd love to be annoyed by that, too. Church sign. America needs CPR. Christ, prayer, repentance. <sighs> Because I have the spiritual gift of nitpicking, I'm not sure that I'm going to get that one a violent thumbs down, but not a thumbs up either. And, and here's why. The prayer one. The, the world needs Christ. The world does need to repent. It also needs faith in order to have Christ. So it seems like prayer was kind of smashed in there because of the P. Was it the worst pun or the worst type of playoff of something contemporary I've ever heard? No. Not exactly the best, though, either. Church time. Come hang out with Jesus. He hung out for you. Oh, see, that that is that isn't stepping over the line. That's like somebody fired a gun and that church just raced like it was in a 50 yard dash to get to the finish line to cross the line. No way. Come on. Hang out with Jesus because he hung out for you. You mean our God suffered and died for us and we're going to turn this into a pun church time you have one new okay i gotta tell you you are all cracking me up that's all i can tell each and every see i'm a little concerned though jimmy this is this is sort of like mr 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 free (laughs) it started out as just you know kind of an old school joke uh, it's, you know, hey, Mr. Friel, it's Mr. Mr. Friel to you. Just a joke. And now it's totally obnoxious. <laughs> so people seem to be calling him with church signs. And I think it was this fellow who kicked it off because he does a little bit of a vibrato at the end. Church signs at the end. <laughs> and now other people are doing it, too. My concern is in about three months, it's going to be church signs. <laughs> church you have one new friend request Jesus poor begging he's so lonely isn't he just 
Won't you, won't you be my friend? Won't you just give me a dry, the poor, pleading, pathetic Jesus that is so often presented, whether church signs or sermons, you know, Jesus, he'd rather die than live without you. And I've heard that in what's supposed to be a sound evangelical church. I, I'm, I'm not going to give the name of it on purpose because it's so hellacious. Jesus isn't lonely. Jesus has enough friends. Why? Because he has the Trinitarian Godhead. Can we please stop presenting Jesus as somebody who's just a down and outer? He gets you and he really needs to be your friend. Church sign, God is the potter, not Harry. Some part of you appreciates that. For some reason right now, I'm channeling Casey Kasem. <laughs> Didn't he always say, and the hits just keep coming. Yeah. And the church signs just keep coming. <laughs> the bad puns just keep on rocking. Jesus is the potter, not Harry. Once again, if we are tired of the world not taking us, the church, and Christ seriously, I don't know, maybe we should too. Church sign, if you think it's hot now, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> that doesn't trouble me. <laughs> in in fact, there are sometimes when I, I I I like stuff like that an illustration perhaps. Don't know if I mention I've been kind of sitting alone in a room, real we can tell, writing the scripts for Road Trip to Truth season 4, and one of the episodes is on heaven and hell. Mike Fabares, Dr. Mike Fabares, He's going to be the expert. And so we, we talk a lot about heaven and, and we talk a lot about how to get in there. So it's three longer segments on the glories of heaven that it's going to be amazing. I mean, it's really I'm so excited about heaven. If you haven't read the book, Heaven, go to go to wretched.org, go to our store, look for the books and and and, and you will get heaven. I, Jimmy, if I'm not mistaken. We're doing the down the digital download yeah, thing going on. Yeah, yeah, okay, well this 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 won't be on sale for you, but all the electronic stuff and downloadable stuff is this weekend. But the book you can just get it and read it and be thrilled at the thought of heaven and what we're going to be doing there. So I was I was writing this this script, talking about how amazing heaven is, and, and Mike is going to flesh everything out because he's written a book, Ten Mistakes People Believe About heaven, hell, and the afterlife. So he knows what he's talking about. But after painting this glorious picture that we are going to have an eternal body, that we are going to do all of the things that we love doing now that aren't sinful, eating, playing, sports, working without thorns and thistles, relationships, creating music, making perhaps buildings, using your architectural skills. Whoa, it's going to be incredible because it's going to be without sin and because we are going to be seeing Jesus in everything we do the way that we're supposed to now. So three chapters of that and then about four minutes on the doctrine of hell. And, the, and, and we just we lay the thing out and we paint it as horrifically as we can because every illustration pales. Even if Jesus, if he were using illustrations when he said it's a lake of sulfur, the worm never dies, they 
even if you want to call them that, okay. But remember, this is not that. The analogy pales in comparison to the actual. It doesn't help us to fully understand. Gives us a picture. So we try to paint that picture as much as we can. And then the ending for the host is, you don't want to go there. I'll see you next time on the road trip to truth. I, I sometimes, I, I like that. Instead of always ending a sermon or an article or a script for that matter, with the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, as long as you've preached the law and the gospel, which we did in that particular episode, leaving them with like, as you sit here today, you would be a fool to not respond to God's gracious offer to save you from hell. I'd like to ask the ushers to come up now. I like that kind of stuff. So with that, this sign. Church sign. If you think it's hot now, dot, dot, dot. Doesn't bother me a bit. But maybe this one will. Church sign. The norm of what just is isn't always justice. The, the what? The, the norm, normal, of what just is isn't always justice. The norm of what just is isn't always justice. That should just get a bad grammar flag. <laughs> what it bad, what it just is is not yeah. See, this is what causes car accidents. Church signs where people have to just crane their neck. What what just is with the judge that's terrible grammar. Church sign. Looking for a sign? Here it is. Oh, that's so good, because you know what that's going to do for people? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Church sign, Pokemon and Jesus, both found here. Pokemon, wait. Church sign, Pokemon and Jesus, both found here. Pokemon and Jesus, both found here. Yeah, apparently there's a there's a Pokemon game that you play with your phone that you can go search and look for them. Uh-huh. And different places are locations that you can find I them. I see. Yeah. So Pokemon is there, and oh, by the way, so is Jesus. Yeah. Well, you know, I think equating the creator and sustainer and redeemer of the world with Pokemon, I I think that's just fine, don't you, Jimmy? Church sign. Save water. Save gas. Save energy. Save lives. Well, I guess if you're a green church, <laughs> and you think. That what people really need to know is how to conserve energy and not hate the mother. Yeah, then I think that's an excellent sign. But if, of course, you wanted to perhaps convict an unregenerate sinner or encourage a redeemed saint, uh, no, don't think so. Church sign from Eastern Kentucky. God wants soul custody, S-O-U-L, not custody weekend. Soul, he wants, oh, soul. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so S-O-U with S-O-L-E. Right. I don't right. know what the bottom of your foot has to do with it. <laughs> Soul custody, not just the weekend. Right. Because yeah. God is divorced. <laughs> and he only gets to see us kids on the the weekend. I, so basically, God is Kramer versus Kramer. I think that's what that church sign is trying to say. And if that was their goal, congratulations, you Unfortunately, succeeded. Until tomorrow, go serve your king.